The following is a sponsored program paid for by First Alliance Credit Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves featuring Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. Welcome to Good Money Moves on News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. I'm Andy Brownell and I'm with Jenna Tobble with First Alliance Credit Union. Good morning, Jenna. Hey, Andy. Hey, so last week on Good Money Moves, we got talking about what you can do if you get behind on your bills. Yeah. What's our Good Money Moves topic for today? Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about something I don't know that we've really covered in much detail um, yet, and that is uh, saving for your child's college expenses. Yeah, that sounds daunting. Yeah, it does. It sounds really daunting. Yeah, I mean, college is definitely one of the biggest expenses you're going to face as a parent. Um, The average tuition rate, and this is, um, you know, obviously almost two years ago already, um, for the 2019-2020 school year alone ranged anywhere from $41,000 for private colleges to about $11,000 for state colleges, and that's per semester. Forty-one grand. Wow. Okay. Can you imagine? Yeah, that's outside my <laughs> price range. <laughs> um, so really, though, if you're, I mean, when you talk about that in a four-year degree, you're looking at anywhere from, you know, about $50,000 to $120,000 for a college degree when you're looking at numbers like that. So, and that's just the tuition part of it. That's just the tuition. Yeah. That's not in, uh, some, those numbers may include room and board, but I doubt it. Or, you know, textbooks are another big cost. Right. You know, I, I don't. I've been out of college for a while now, so I can't even remember what I paid, but it was too much then, and I'm sure it's too much now. So, um, But really, with numbers like that, it's not surprising that um, there was a recent Sally Mae study that revealed that parents, when they were asked how they felt about saving for college, they were twice as likely to respond with overwhelmed than confident. (laughs) So (laughs) not surprising at all. Um, When you think about those numbers, um, it's a lot of money to try to save. Um, It's also not surprising that most American families don't have a plan for paying for college for their kids, right? Um, So just about 36% of middle-income families and 29% of low-income families, which is actually higher than I would have guessed for a low-income family to be even thinking that far ahead when a lot of times, you know, just based on some of the other statistics we've talked about, it's, you know, struggling to make ends meet in some cases. So um, the fact that even 29% are even thinking about it, I think is amazing. Um, but on average, you know, parents are only able to save enough to pay for about 10% of their college fund okay. for their kids. So well, that obviously begs the question, should I even be prioritizing for this sort of thing, saving money for the, the kid to go to college? Yeah, so that's a really good question, and the short answer is it depends. Um, (laughs) As a lot of answers to your questions start with is it depends on the situation. Um, So really there's kind of two schools of thought or two spectrums to the school of thought on whether or not to save for your kid's college, right? There's the kind of the school of hard knocks where your kid is going to pay their own way through school so that they can fully appreciate that experience and you're not going to spend a dime on it because if they they want it, they'll work for it, right? they can own it. They have pride and ownership. Right, right. And then there's that opposite end of the spectrum of, well, I don't want my child to start out adult life with massive debt, so I'm going to finance school as much as possible and possibly all of it, and then they won't ever have to worry about it, right? As a parent, that's something you can't deny. That's an urge, right, to take care of your kids. Exactly. And so... uh, 
I, I bounce between both spectrums on, <laughs> you know, I have a 16 year old now, so this is like core in front of me. Um, I already did this and uh, yeah. I don't want to do it again. Yeah, I don't think anybody does. <laughs> um, but really, neither of these approaches are wrong, right? My parents didn't pay for any of my right. college education, and I know some parents who have paid completely for their kids, and you know, I think we all turned out fine in the end, right? So there's not really a wrong approach. Um, however, I would say that if you are able to save for your child's college education, you absolutely should, and there's a couple reasons for this. So the cost of college um, can no longer realistically be paid for, by working a part-time low-wage job. Um, the likelihood that you would be able to pay for that in full without taking right. on a student loan or, um, you know, earning some grant money or some scholarships or, you know, yep. something that's just not realistically going to happen even for uh, in-state school or a community college. It's The cost is just risen so much. Yeah, the days of um, delivering pizza to pay your tuition are over. Yes, You could pay a portion of it, though. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying don't work. <laughs> That's that's uh, right. <laughs> still work, please. <laughs> yeah, um, but real, realistically, your child and you are likely going to have to take on some level of debt to finance their education at this point. So you have to look at it this way. Just like with any large expense, the more that you can put down up front, the better off you're going to be in the long run. Consider it, you're making a down payment on your child's education with whatever you. Can and save. Um, so I guess the kind of the long answer to your question is, yes, you should prioritize it, but don't think you have to save $120,000 either. Okay. Um, you know, Oof. especially, yeah, especially if you have multiple children to save and plan for, um, it could be pretty unrealistic for you to be able to pay off, you know, the cost of that in full for each of your children. Right. Um, but, but, you know, find a way to offset as much of the cost as you can. And I think, obviously, this is not all, but most families come to the you know we're going to help you cover a portion of this and mm -hmm. something is better than nothing exactly how <laughs> how soon should i start saving for college yesterday obviously yeah well and you say yesterday but realistically there i have heard of people who have started saving for college expenses for children that they had, don't even have yet yeah. Um, you know, they might be winning the Parent of the Year Award for that one, but it seems a bit dramatic to me, if I'm being honest. Um, but I would say definitely start as soon as you can, really, because remember, that power of compounding interest is going to be your friend here, um, big time. So the earlier you can start saving and stacking money away, the more time your money has to grow, um, and then just that much farther that your savings is going to go to help offset those costs that we talked about. So um, even though I would say the benefit of saving early is really important. There's still value in starting now, even if your child is in high school, right? Um, the dollars you save won't have as much time to grow. That's true as if you had started when they were born. Um, but you're, that's still less dollars that you don't have to borrow. Right. So yeah. it's still helpful. Um, don't let the age of your child deter you from savings um, for college. And, you, you know, maybe they've... You know, if they're 16 and you're just starting to think about this, you know, that's how old my kid is. Um, you don't have to fund the first year of school. You know, they're going to be in school for, you know, probably four years. Easy. So what, you can fund the last few years and give that money a little bit more time to grow sure. if you're just yeah. getting started now. So those are some things to consider. You don't have to um, pay for the first year. You can 
you know, maybe that's the year that they have to come up with the money for her, yeah. things like that. So um, really just start as soon as you can. Don't get discouraged if you haven't started yet. And it's just like any other financial goal. You have to start somewhere and even putting just away, you know, 25 bucks a month, it'll add up and it will help keep you from having to borrow that much yep. money. Make, so, makes perfect sense. Yeah. So what kind of options are out there for saving for my child's college? Yeah, so if you're looking for college savings plans, um, there's a couple of suggestions I would have for you to look into. And so first, the most common one you're going to hear is a 529 plan. Um, And this 529 plan is a tax advantage account that is designed to help pay for college specifically. And these are savings plans that are typically sponsored by state governments um, that encourage you to save for future education costs specifically. Um, Like I said, they're kind of they're tax friendly in the sense that many states will let you deduct your contributions from your state income tax. And when you withdraw the money, especially when you withdraw it for, you know, college expenses, that's when the money won't be taxed. If you try to use it for something else, you might have some other issues you have to deal with. Sure. But that's what talk to your tax advisor. <laughs> that's that's my always a downside. If that's you don't my caveat. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and some states that so these plans kind of can vary state by state. And so it's actually OK for you to shop different states. Five twenty nine plans just FYI. So um, some states even offer tax benefits when you add money to the account to kind of further sweeten that deal and encourage that savings for college. Um, so you really won't pay taxes on the money withdrawn from the 529 plan so long as you use it to pay for those education costs, like I okay. mentioned earlier. So, um, you know, there are penalties for withdrawals used for non-educational costs, like I was just mentioning. Um, so you could get to hit with some penalties if your kid decides not to go to school or maybe they earn a full ride somehow because they have a sports scholarship or they, for some reason, which I don't know how this would happen, you don't need the savings um, that you've stuck away in this 529 plan, just things to consider. But if you're pretty confident your kid's going to college, then that 529 (laughs) plan is a really great way to get started savings um, for those college expenses. Um, and, you know, the tax benefits and the investment options just mean that your savings is going to grow more over time, which is why so many parents consider this as a first option. Right. Um, you know, actually, this is a really great strategy that I've heard um, before where you, if you're the time to start saving for college is, is when your child is young, right? Young. So if you kind of, once they've kind of graduated out of those daycare expenses, a lot of times you, th- you think, oh, well, there's that, you know, $500, $2,000 a month, whatever you're paying for daycare, you know, you think you're going to free up in your budget. Don't do that. <laughs> Take that money or at least a decent portion of that money and start sticking that into your 529 plan and you're going to have a pretty healthy savings plan um, in place for them by the time they graduate high school by or oh, yeah, yeah, graduate be, high school by the time they do that so if you follow that advice yeah that'd be uh, knowing what daycare costs nowadays yeah 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 so i thought that was a great tip um and perfect timing to kind of transition those costs too because not everybody is thinking about college when their kid right. is born they're still just trying to afford diapers so <laughs> but as you pointed out there are some negatives to this that you also have to consider are there other options we could look at if you decide those you know you're not so sure your kid is going to go to college but you want to be prepared just in case 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that 529 plan is really kind of a, a good starting point. Um, and, and there are other options out there. Um, you know, savings bonds are still a thing. I know you don't, t- you don't hear much about them anymore, but um, some of the advantages of putting money into a savings bond is that they're guaranteed by the government and the, there's pretty low risk involved with those. So, But the downside of it is that the interest that you're going to earn on it is pretty right. low compared to some of the other college savings options. Um, but as long as the bonds are used to pay for those qualified college expenses, the interest earned is generally free from the federal, state, and local taxes, which is kind of a plus there. So, again, consult your tax advisor. Um, if and you know if you've purchased these early enough in your student's life, they can kind of help provide a safe and guaranteed return once college does roll around. So, okay. Well, we're talking about options right now for saving. For your child's higher education, and I suspect uh, there might be some others, but we have to take a quick break. We'll continue with Good Money Moves in just a moment here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking Good Money Moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Good Money Moves. News Talk, 1340 KROC AM, 96.9 FM. The topic today, saving for your child's college. Mm-hmm. And Jenna, when we took the break, you had gone through a couple of the options. Are there any other options for saving for yeah. your kid's college education? Yeah, absolutely. So we kind of talked about the that really popular 529 plan and then um, savings bonds um, are another option. But um, another really great option for parents to consider is a Coverdell education savings account. Uh, these are often referred to as ESA accounts, and they are similar to the 529 plan in that it allows you to put money away um, for savings for your child's education when they're under the age of 18. Um, First Alliance Credit Union actually offers these types of accounts. Mm. Um, and this is essentially a tax-deferred trust account that can be used to pay for elementary school expenses, secondary higher education expenses, um, and you, room and board is permitted to be used for this, which is um, can be a little bit different than some of the other plans that are out there. Um, the earnings on this accumulated are tax-free, um, and distributions are free of income taxes so long as the funds are used for those appropriate educational expenses. And there's a long list of what's approved and isn't approved sure. that you can get into with these. But I think the one thing that's kind of a big difference here is that there's some smaller contribution limits to this versus maybe the 529 plan, because you can only contribute and to an ESA up to $2,000 per year okay. into these accounts, no matter how many accounts you open. Also spread out if you have five kids, still it's a maximum of two it's grand maximum, overall. Two. Okay. Right, right. So if you're somebody who's trying to stock away significant amounts of money in a year for college education, this may not be the best account for you. But for those who are just trying to get started and kind of start putting that money away, this is a great option to get started with as well. Um, And it's nice that you can use it for other expenses besides just college education. Um, So like I mentioned, you know, any school expenses that come up that kind of fall into those categories of what is approved and isn't approved. Some of that changes year to year. A little bit more flexible than the 529 on that side of it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so the only other one that I would point out as a, as a option for where you can stash some money to help fund your 
kids' education expenses, um, our kids' custodial accounts. Um, so these are special savings accounts, and you often hear them referred to as Uniform Gift to Minors Act accounts, or UGMAs, and then there's also the Uniform Transfers to Minors Act, the UTMAs. So the, there's really no limit to how much money you can put into these accounts, but um, the caveat here is that they aren't necessarily designated specifically for college expenses. So these really are like a, a custodial kind of a trust account where once the child hits a certain age, they have access to the funds. So you want to make sure that if you're intending those funds to be used for college expenses, that you can trust your child to do that um, because it, the money will legally be theirs when they turn 18 and Spring to do with it what they break. would like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> So there's, Again, is lots there of a, options. There's no tax advantage to this account? Not necessarily. No. Okay. Not an it's obvious just, one like the 529. Right, right. It's a, it's, it's a way to kind of gift funds to your child. Sure. And, and if your hopes for that is that they use it for college, you can designate that. But there's nothing. <laughs> there's no legal writing that necessarily says okay. that's what it has All to right. be used for a tract that way. So Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, um, obviously a number of options out there for saving the money. How about uh, if you want to pay a portion of the college expense and uh, outside of savings? I imagine there's other options than just student loans. Yeah, um, there are other options to consider before you have to turn to student loans. Absolutely, um, because like we said, the, you're realistically you're probably not going to be able to fund your child's entire college education with savings. Um, hopefully, you know maybe you can, and I empower you to do so if, if that's the school of thought that you're into. Um, but there are certainly other options to consider and and try to lean into as well. Um, before turning to student loans. So it really should be a last resort for funding. Um, so some other avenues that I would encourage you to explore would be applying for financial aid. So everyone who wants to go to college should fill out the free application for federal student aid, also referred to as FAFSA. You'll hear that term yep. a lot once you start looking into school funding. Yep. I hated FAFSA. <laughs> I remember filling those out, and I hated every minute of it, but I liked the grants that I got at the end of it, right? So it's a, it's, this is really just a, a form that the schools use to figure out how much money they can offer you as a student, and it covers things like federal grants, work-study programs, state aid, uh, different school aid. It's all different bundles of free money, essentially, right? So, right. but the one thing that you do need to be aware of when you're turning, when you're filling out that FAFSA form, when they give that that kind of award letter back to you, it may also include loans that you qualify for. So you need to make sure that you read the fine print to make sure that what you're being offered is a scholarship or a grant, which means you do not have to pay the money back versus a loan that you're being offered, which means you would have to pay the money back with interest. And there so be are very careful. types of loans as well. I don't know if you're going to get into that, but I do have that in my memory. You had to be careful of whether it was a federally backed loan or something else. Yeah, that's very true. And I, I don't know if we'll have time to get okay. into that today, but that we can certainly cover that in another episode in the near future here because they are very different um, loans out there. You're yeah, very one, right. And they have one different... One accrues interest right away, and the other one doesn't start until after you're done. Yes. That's the yeah, main difference, that's... if I remember quickly, mm -hmm. to cover that. Yes. You haven't talked absolutely. about scholarships. Yeah, so this is another great opportunity for some free money for college, right? So that you don't have to worry about paying it back. That's that's the key here. We don't want to owe money. 
So if your scholarships are great, if your child really excels in athletics, academics, some kind of extracurricular activity, or they belong to some kind of specific club or organization, um, they can, can and should look for opportunities to be rewarded for those efforts. And that's where scholarships come in. So you know, you can encourage your child to apply for any scholarship that they're eligible for, even the small ones oh add up fast. So don't don't knock them if they're only a couple hundred dollars. That's still a couple hundred dollars. You do not have to borrow. <laughs> that is the goal here. Do not borrow money for college education if you don't have to. Um, and I'll just point out there, um, as a member of First Alliance, students are eligible to apply for a $1,000 scholarship through the Minnesota Credit Union Foundation Scholarship Council. Um, oh, so they cool. give away 16 of those every year just for being a member of a credit union. Well, that's great. I, yeah. I, and there are so many that people don't think about. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of service organizations here in town that award mm-hmm. annual scholarships. There are scholarships mm-hmm. awarded based on whether or not you're Norwegian or yes. some other ethnicity. Uh, if you're a bowler, if you... Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, all I kinds of it's things. It's crazy how many. And, and a lot of them, don't go, they don't get claimed because uh, uh, people don't realize they're there and they don't get applied for. It's, it's, it's well, well worth exploring. It we, is, absolutely. There's actually services now that you can um, have someone help you find all of the scholarships that you would be eligible for and help you apply for them. My sister actually did that for a job over the summer um, throughout colleges. She helped others find scholarship oh, money. Okay. Yeah, so there are services out there that you can look into for that as well if this is an area you really think that your child would you know, benefit from. So absolutely, lots of opportunities okay. out there. Well, we're talking about, we were talking about saving for college. Now it sounds like we're talking about paying for college, but (laughs) it all falls into the same, the same bowl, I guess. So we're going to continue chatting about this when we come back with more Good Money Moves on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking Good Money Moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Good Money Moves, paying for college. The topic today, saving for college, mm-hmm. what you can do to fund college, <laughs> which, uh, oh my goodness. Yeah. What did you say earlier in the show? $41,000 a semester for private school and dollars $12,000 per semester in a yeah. In the state school. Yeah. So yep. this is a huge, huge thing. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about scholarships. Are there any other options outside of, you know, the student loans and your savings? Yeah. So a couple other things to consider that maybe aren't necessarily like the mainstream consideration that people have, but are certainly things to consider and take advantage of, especially if your child is um, a teenager. So I would really encourage your child if they're if they do well academically already to take advanced placement classes. Um, so these are typically high level courses that are offered through high schools um, that provide students the opportunity to earn college credits while they're still in high school. Sure. Um, so a lot. typically it's kind of a one-to-one ratio. Every AP class taken in high school is one less class you'll need to pay for in college. Um, you know, there's other programs where students can earn college credit while in high school um, through the post-secondary enrollment options. I know that the Rochester Public School District has um, 
partnerships with, you know, RCTC for things like that for our high school students here in town. Um, you know, some students have been able to earn two-year college degrees before even finishing high yep. school with this option. So I have a nephew who has done that. Mm-hmm. So some huge, huge savings opportunities there just by, you know, again, this is more if your child is already excelling academically, if they're struggling ap- academically, this may not be the best choice, but it is an option to consider and seriously look into. Um, and then we've kind of talked about this next one before, you know, have your child get a job. Oh, really? <laughs> so, so to me, this is a no brainer, but I feel like it's worth stating anyway, whether, you know, they take on a full-time gig during the summer or a part-time job during the school year, your child should also be saving money for their own education. Um, it's not all on you to provide this opportunity. And I, you know, this is where we come back to that spectrum. We talked about earlier, the school of hard knocks versus the school of, I'm going to pay for everything. You know, if that's really your goal to pay for everything, that's great, but don't feel like you are obligated to do so right there's a value to work there is and yeah it it really does gain them valuable work experience to put on their resume which is going to help them get in to get into colleges get a better job when they leave college um you know and i'll just say this that you know a vast majority i would say i think the the recent survey that i was looking at said 89 percent of students plan to work to help manage college costs. So this is not, again, it feels like a little bit of a no-brainer to me, but sometimes when you're, you kind of start thinking about how all this is going to come together, you sometimes forget that you can ask your child to contribute to this as well, and there's (laughs) nothing wrong with that, right? As a parent, we always want to do everything for our kids and make the best life possible, but sometimes it's best to take a step back and be like, no, 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 you can contribute here too. So, and, and it will give them a sense of empowerment. It will. And speaking from experience, um, with my oldest, he came up with, I mean, she had savings, she had scholarships, she worked, and we had a mm-hmm. portion that we contributed, but it allowed her to get through undergrad with very minimal student loans. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there was plenty of loans that had to take place for graduate school. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But it can be done. It, it can be. Yeah. The, and remember, the goal should be to take on as little debt as possible. If you do have to take some on, it's not going to be the end of the world. The goal is to minimize right. the amount that you need to take on. Only take on what you need to get through. Don't take on more than that. The one, um, uh, the one thing we haven't talked about yet is grandma and grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. You can also ask relatives to contribute to your child's college education expenses. Um, a lot of times, you know, in place of material gifts, especially as they get older too, right? So, uh, you know, another survey I was looking at kind of showcased that more than half of parents, so about 58%, said that they would ask family or friends for college savings contribution in place of gifts for their children. You know, Christmas, birthdays, graduation, you know, anytime that you they want to give your kids something that's tangible, say, no, 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 contribute to their college education. This is more important. Um, you know, and I would also say that same survey kind of said that the number of grandparents who are helping pay for their child's education through t- tuition directly to the college or through contributions of 529 plans is also increasing in recent years. So oh. it's not unheard of to ask grandma and grandpa to chip nope. in a little bit, too. And it, and again, consult your tax advisor, but you may have tax benefits for doing so. There you go. And this time I'm absolutely positive there's no way we could have covered everything. 
No, absolutely not. <laughs> so where can we go to find out more about saving for college? Yeah, as always, I encourage everyone to visit our website, firstalliancecu.com. Get subscribed to our blog. We release new financial tips and advice every week. We have content out there already about um, college, paying for it, saving for it. Um, all that good stuff. Um, you can go back and listen to past episodes of this show um, to learn more about budgeting and saving schools and how to set those up to help you kind of start saving for your child's college education at firstalliancecu.com slash podcast or on krocnews.com. You can also subscribe to Good Money Moves on Apple, Google, Spotify, and tune in podcasting services. Um, and you can also access free financial tools at firstalliancecu.com, like a budgeting calculator, goal-setting worksheets. If you need to get some debt paid down so you have room in your budget to contribute to a co- your child's college education fund. We have debt consolidation calculators and, and planners that you can download and use to help you get your finances in order in that regard. Um, but most importantly, I would just strongly encourage you to sit down and meet with our advisors here at First Alliance Credit Union. Um, you know, they can walk you through budgeting, savings, debt payoff, um, help you open up that Coverdell education savings account that we talked about earlier and really help just get you pointed in the right financial direction. Fantastic. Thanks a lot, Jenna. Yeah. So we'll absolutely. talk next week again and have another uh, good money move for you or moves right here <laughs> on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.